it was me shutting down so that I could peel away everything that was not me so that I could refind me and create safety to be me everywhere that I moved forward, coming back to myself. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days, and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the show. You're here. I'm here. Thanks for tuning in, as always. And I'm so excited. This is a very special episode of the show to me because... It's my, I mean, I guess it's coming out technically a week or so after, but I just had my 30th birthday. So this is going to be a little bit of a reflection episode on three decades of life. I mean, not really my whole life. Basically, I want to reflect on the last 18 months or so in particular, because I feel like, first of all, that's like not a lot of time, but also feels like it was forever ago when all this started. I guess it'd be like that in the post-2020 era, right? But so much has shifted, like so much has shifted. And I feel like that doesn't even encapsulate just how much has changed for me, which we'll get into what that kind of looks like as we get through this episode. But I just wanted to kind of take this time and take this space, you know, with this episode and with the podcast, it's (laughs) to bookmark it for myself, really, I think is, is what it is. And I've been very introspective, I'll say, as I've been nearing this kind of 30 portal and very reflective on, yes, my life as a whole, but this whole podcast is kind of (laughs) reflections on my life as a whole. So not going to, you know, like I said, reflect on all three decades (laughs) in this particular episode, but really just taking the time to go through this whole Saturn return journey for myself. And the Saturn return journey, I think for those of you who aren't familiar, and, and to be completely honest, I didn't really put a whole lot of stock in it when I first learned about it either, I guess maybe because I was not close enough to it yet for it to be significant. But Saturn return is around age 29, you know, a couple years before, maybe a couple years after it was described to me as, you know, around 28 and a half to 30 and a half, which as we start to get through the timeline of the last 18 months or so, you'll start to see that this is like kind of bananas, um, how the timing works up if you take that kind of 28 and a half mark as the starting point. But anyway, this this point around 29 years, your 29th birthday, where life will start to course correct you if you are not, you know, quote unquote, in alignment with what you're meant to do and, and how you're meant to show up on the planet this time around. Um, this could look like, you know, changes in career or moves or changes in friendships and, you know, like friend circles and just different ways it can look. It might affect all of those areas. It might be, you know, not too jarring for some people. For me, it felt like it was rather jarring <laughs> in ways that we'll discuss, but in also the best way. Um, yeah, just being on the, the back half, I guess the back nine, <laughs> we'll call it. I, it's just interesting to reflect on it with the, the gift of hindsight at this point. I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, fully out of the woods yet. I haven't fully landed, but I'm... <laughs> 
feeling very different about it than I was when I was in the thick of it, as I think you always do in situations like this. And so I just really want to share about this time. I think, you know, whether it's something you've already been through, whether it's something you're currently going through, or, you know, perhaps you may experience this later on in your future, no matter what age you are, it certainly isn't only the Saturn return portal that, you know, big shifts and big changes can happen. But I just wanted to share the story, you know, in the hopes that parts of it might resonate, maybe all of it might resonate. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit selfish in a way, I'll say, because I, I'm just so baffled, I think, by the transformation that I see in myself in what feels like such a short amount of time. But like I al- already said as well, it feels like it's been literally 78 years since <laughs> since October of 2020 when I kind of pinpoint this whole thing starting. And, you know, you could argue, I guess, that this whole thing, quote unquote, started even well before that, right? Like childhood, when I'm picking up all these beliefs and all the conditioning that you know, led me to what I needed to unpack in these past few years. Um, You could also argue it kind of started with the toxic job and my health crisis and the subsequent healing journey, which, you know, I've talked about that (laughs) earlier episodes of the show and bits and pieces here and there. So I won't delve into that too much, but I do want to mention, you know, before I get too much further into it, that like, yes, at that healing journey, you know, it started with the physical healing, the nutrition and the, you know, stress and the movement and all things like that. But at that point too, or or shortly after, you know, starting down this healing path, I did get into mindset work. I did get into shadow work and inner child work and all of those things. And so it's not that I just started doing all of this 18 months ago. I've been in this space for quite some time, but October of 2020, which if you look at it again with that 28 and a half idea in mind or, or you know, starting point in mind for your Saturn return, whether or not that's the official start, but it's just interesting to match it up to my experience, October of 2020 was my 28 and a half birthday month. So just kind of bananas. And it's, it's kind of part of the reason that I feel like I kind of put a little more weight in this whole Saturn return idea. Um, And, you know, we'll, we'll get into that as we get deeper into the story. But so what's the big deal about October of 2020? Why is that so significant? That is when I enrolled in my first you know, coaching program, coaching container that was not related to health. Um, I had been working with a health coach and, you know, we did a lot of mindset work and all that in our work together in the physical healing portion of my journey. I guess there's more than physical healing that goes along with that, with the mindset and limiting beliefs and all the things. But this next coaching program really, I mean, it was a business program, but it was really a personal development program that was talked about, you know, marketed as a business program, which we'll get into this in an episode I have coming up shortly. (laughs) Conscious entrepreneurship is basically just personal development, (laughs) like the deepest personal work you can possibly do. Um, Conversation for another time. But so October of 2020, 18-ish months ago, 28 and a half, that's when I started to go really, really, really deep into personal development, way deeper than I had ever gone before. Like I said, you know, wasn't a stranger to it in the health context necessarily, but this is more because it's related to, you know, career and success and money. It's like evaluating my entire relationship with all of those things. What have I learned that success can be for me? And what have I learned around money and and what I can have and how easy or hard it gets to be? And, you know, all of these limiting beliefs related to career and success and money. 
And those are really deep. Um, it's really deep stuff. And, you know, all of shadow work, really all of limiting belief work, it can be really deep, not just certainly related to career and, and money and all the things. But that was my inroad to go way deeper than I ever had before. And, you know, I, I want to bookmark too. That was the first time I think I said yes to myself in a way that didn't feel like I had to. Like when I invested in my health um, with my health coach and my functional uh, medicine doctor, that felt like I had to. I mean, I literally felt like <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> like my body wasn't working. So I felt like I really had to, to get my body working again, you know, to feel comfortable just living my life. But this was for me in a different way. And I, I think you could argue too that, you know, the health certainly was for me too, but I didn't have to go through my master's. I mean, I guess you could say that was for me too, my, my master's in functional and integrative nutrition, which I, I enrolled in this business coaching program as kind of part of my continuing education. Um, they didn't teach us a lot about how to build a practice in my program. So I was like, this is going to be great. You know, social media being the excellent tool that it is for reaching people and really helping people and being of service, which is how I want to use it. I thought this was going to be such a good way for me to set myself up for success, right? And starting my business because <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this about me, but like business and entrepreneurship and all the things were so far outside of anything that I had ever known about anything or really was interested in. I would never have pegged myself to take the entrepreneurship path, but it makes so much sense understanding myself the way that I do now. But anyway, I went really deep in this in this program. It was really emotional in a lot of ways. It was really confronting in a lot of ways. And like I mentioned, it was much deeper than I had ever gone before. And it was the start of what I kind of consider me really rebooting my entire system kind of from the inside out. I, when I look back at that time period of my life, maybe for the first, you know, nine months or so after that program started, it got more and more intense that I felt like I was, I felt so much friction in my life. And I didn't really know that I felt it at the time, but looking back, I can, I can so feel it. And I actually like feel it physically in my body. When I think about that time period, it, the visual I, I think of when I think about the time as well is, I don't think I'm going to describe this very well, but if you've ever been to the eye doctor and they have that test when you're getting your eyes checked that you look in the machine and one eye is covered with the black, you know, screen or whatever. And with one eye, you're looking in at this little black dot and a white screen, a big white screen. And every so often, these little blurry moving, you know, squares, but they're kind of made out of lines, <laughs> if that makes sense. They kind of pop up at different parts of the screen and you're supposed to click that button when you see them, you know, out of your peripheral. I think it's to test your peripheral vision. But that's how I felt like I was moving through my life. Like sometimes I would feel okay and, and relatively like normal and quote unquote myself or what I thought myself to be at that time. But other times I felt like I was like so blurry and there was just, like I said, such friction between me and everything in my life, like my job, my friends, my family, my everything. I really felt like in a lot of ways I was shutting down, literally like when you're, you know, installing new software on your computer, I felt like as much of me as could shut down. And again, it, it did increase over time. It wasn't like it all happened overnight, but I was slowly just like shutting down different parts of myself and really contracting inward. 
in a lot of ways so that I could then reboot my entire system and I won't get too far ahead of myself. But so anyway, after this first kind of coaching program that I was a part of, I started my AHAI training. Uh, it just so happens it was with the same mentor, but AHAI, if you don't know, is a type of energy healing. So it's um, 70 energy. It's so amazing. It's like, oh my God, unconditional love and just beautiful high frequency energy. If you've ever tried Reiki, it's a very different, I mean, similar kind of experience because it's just energy work um, that's going through your body. But this is a very different feeling, a very different vibration. And when I had gotten my Reiki certifications before, I'm a Reiki master, if you didn't know, but it had felt really non-resonant to my system. It felt like dense and super relaxing, but just for me, I wasn't seeing the same benefit that I was seeing a lot of other people have with it. And when this high training opened up, it was like a full immediate yes for me. And I didn't know why at the time. I didn't know why this time and not, you know, one of the subsequent rounds, but it was like, yes, you have to go now. And so I followed the yes. I followed the intuition. And, you know, going into that training, my mentor was really clear. She was like, be prepared for your entire reality to shift, like be prepared for everything to change. And to an extent, that was already the case for me. That was already kind of what was happening in my life because of all this really deep reprogramming that I was doing and, and had done um, from that first program. But this one, I went into it thinking like, I'm about to be this fucking magical bitch. <laughs> I'm about to manifest all this money and all this cool stuff and all these trips and like a lot of external stuff. Like that's what I expected was going to change. I did not expect how much it was going to be an internal shift. And, you know, that makes so much sense to me now. Again, hindsight, it's the internal changes that that change the external. You can't change the external first and then try to get the internal to to shift to match it. I mean, maybe you can, but it's really, you know, the decisions you make and the reprogramming that you do and, and then moving differently based on those decisions and based on those new beliefs that you take on that really does change your external reality. And so. I went into this training and like I said, expecting all this material stuff to happen. What I didn't expect was how much it would feel like it was connecting me back to myself, like parts of myself that I didn't know I was missing. Um, this really connected intuitive work that I was doing and, and this different level of access that, you know, working with this energy really unlocked for me, um, you know, the quote unquote psychic <laughs> work, if you will. Um, even just being attuned to this different frequency of energy, it just felt like coming home. It felt like this was me. It, it was a remembering in some way. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever had that experience, maybe not with an energy healing, but in anything, maybe an activity or with a person, you just start to remember parts of yourself. You feel like you're coming back online in a way. And so that was my experience with that training. And I mean, I, I love sharing it and I love getting to, you know, work with other people and and you know, share this energy with others really, but I really do looking back think that that training was for me to start to reconnect with me even more deeply in that way. And I I so know why it was that time as well. I was so confused by the timing. Like there's been plenty of other rounds, but I asked my pendulum before I enrolled and I was like, do I need to do this specific training. And it was like the biggest yes I've ever seen my pendulum do. So I was like, okay. And 
the timing again, so, so crazy. About a year ago, a year ago, the week that this episode comes out, actually. So, you know, 10 days or so after my 30th birthday. So a year ago, just turned 29. About 10 days later, I kind of had the rug ripped out from under me. I, when I think about how it felt at that period of time, I feel like the universe had kind of been putting me up on this golf tee. Like I'm the little golf ball and the universe is just teeing me up. And the thought that I had at the time, again, I was not aware of how much friction I actually felt with my life at that time. I was not aware just how contracted and shut down I really was for those, you know, nine months or so between, or maybe I guess it was six months. So six months between starting that first program and my birthday, but I was really contracted. Oh my God. It's, it's wild to look back, like the people that I couldn't stand, like people that I really love, <laughs> things and activities that I like love and I'm so open to now. I'm so open to trying everything and hearing everything. And, but it was like, I liked one type of music. I wanted to do one type of activity. Not really, but like, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but me now comparing to me then, I was so shut down and so constricted. And I, I, my, my system could really only handle this very small amount of things that still felt kind of resonant because I was just like completely rebooting. I don't know if this is making any sense. I hope it is. But so shortly after my 29th birthday, oh, and, and I'll get to this point too. I think I didn't finish this thought, but I rolling up to my 29th birthday was like, damn, I have so much shit together. Like I'm going through this training that I'm about to be this incredible manifester, you know, working with this a high energy and I'm about to have, you know, my business is about to just take off and like all these amazing things are going to happen and good for me. Like I just felt so confident <laughs> and I just laugh at myself. I have, oh my God, and I have so much compassion because she just had no idea what was coming. So back to that moment about 10 days or so after my 29th birthday, the universe puts little golf ball Caitlin on that golf tee and whacks me so fucking hard. I'm now just flying through the air. No idea which way is up. No idea which way is down. And I felt so lost, so sad at the time. Um, I totally did not expect this change to come in the way that it was delivered. It was, I mean, the perfect thing looking back. and. I, I'm so grateful for everything that has transpired since then and the person that I've become because of that. But at the time, it was the hardest thing and the most unexpected thing. Like I said, it was just the the most unexpected way that this was delivered. But what I think is really interesting too is as part of this a high training, a lot of stuff was coming up for me. And and this might seem a little out of order, but I promise it's it's getting there. So with this a high training, I was having all of this grief come up. In particular, a lot of it was grief in how I had what I felt was, you know, mishandled other people. I love other people so much. I think all of us do to a degree, but I am such a peacemaker. I'm such a like, I just want everybody to get along. I want everything to be okay all the time. Um, maybe it's my Libra rising. I just, I just love harmony and and peace and all of that. And so it it really hurts me when I hurt other people. And what was coming up during this Ahai training for the first you know, part of it was a lot of times when I had hurt other people and not forgiven myself for what I had done. You know, I'd forgiven them and I'd forgiven the situation, but I had not forgiven myself 
for my role in kind of, you know, inflicting pain in whatever way that was in, in those situations. And so I was doing a lot of processing of that sort of grief and the grieving of the relationships and, you know, my role in the endings. And so, so that was such a big part of the (laughs) first half. And again, the timing with this training, just so bananas, because after that big life shifting moment that I mentioned, where I felt like kind of the universe hit me off that golf tee or kind of ripped the rug out from under me right after that was my second attunement. And so here I was just completely like adrift, completely just so sad, lowest I'd been in a long time and just so confused and so lost and all of the things. And, you know, a week after that, that moment when everything kind of shifted for me, I had this attunement. And so I was just wrapped in, you know, unconditional love and this just beautiful healing energy in it. And I so know, like I said, why I was led to the timing that I was led to with this training is because I needed that support at that time. And I needed to be having all the insights that I was having around, you know, this self-forgiveness that I was starting to confront through that first portion of the training. And so, you know, coming out of this shocking event. <laughs> I know I'm not being really specific. I'll I'll get into what it was and and all the things in a later episode, but for now I'll keep it vague a bit purposefully because that's not the point of this episode really. I started, well, I I made the decision that nothing like that was ever going to happen to me ever again. So interesting knowing my human design chart. I was not deep in human design at that point at all. So crazy to think that I really started diving into it not even a year ago. But my only fear gate that I have active in my whole chart is the potential fear of the past repeating itself. And I just think it's so interesting because at that moment I was like, this is not happening again. This is not happening again. Anything that I have to do, anything that I have to look at, anything that I have to heal in order to make sure that this never happens again, I'm going to fucking look at it. (laughs) I was so committed to making sure that I never felt that way ever again. And, and what I eventually came to understand about what it was, you know, make sure it never happens to me. I felt like I brought that moment on myself, the situation that kind of changed everything that moment, you know, 10 days or so after my birthday, I feel like more than anything else about it broke me or anyone else that was involved broke me. I feel like I broke me. And so it was a process of me putting myself back together, but it was also a process of forgiving myself for bringing all of that on myself because I really, I really did blame myself and I didn't even know how much I blamed myself for not just that situation, but so many situations going back to the earliest moments of childhood, right? For ways I was resentful against certain people and, you know, ways I had showed up and, and ways I had showed up in, in ways that were not me. I feel like I have this kind of exaggeration that I've made somewhat often recently. It's like, I feel like I've been a different person in every room I've walked into since I was very young. And so I was forgiving myself for making myself believe that I had to be all these different people and that, that me wasn't enough. And it, so it's this deep, deep self-forgiveness work that I started doing. And I I didn't know it, you know, initially, but I came to understand it. It was self-forgiveness and then a process of rediscovering who I was and 
finding certainty within myself and safety within myself to be me, all of me, that all of me is okay, that all of me is worthy and valuable and loved and whole and complete just as I am. And that I get to be that no matter where I go. And and so the first, you know, six months or so, I, I would even say like nine months or so, really the first half, maybe even a little bit more than that. Who knows? The timeline isn't very specific, but it was me shutting down so that I could peel away everything that was not me so that I could refind me and and create safety to be me everywhere that I moved forward. And so, you know, after that moment that I that I kind of crumbled, really, it was, like I said, a process of stripping away and then and then coming back to myself and. I mean, I don't need to go through the nitty gritty of everything that I've done, you know, between then and now I, I delved really deeply into human design and, you know, more limiting belief work and <laughs> all sorts of different things that I, I won't enumerate. But I feel like I am fully in my body, like I have fully landed within myself, if that makes sense. Like I'm fully present and awake and alive in a much more real way than I think I have ever felt before. Like I keep having this experience or, you know, a visualization, if you want to think of it that way, I kind of, (laughs) I kind of both feel it and see it, I guess, when it, when it comes up. But often lately I have this experience of my soul finally feeling like fully stretched out within my being. Like I'm finally taking up all of the space within my body, really embodied fully, if you will, like head to fingertips to toes. I'm fully here and fully landed. And with that aspect in particular, I think it's so interesting to think about that because it feels very parallel in a way to the way my physical healing journey started. You know, at that point with all the disordered eating and the overtraining and even way more than that, but but at that point I was so far out of my body that I was honestly just going through the motions of my life. And you know, that that aspect of the physical healing journey was really a process of creating safety within my body to be present and to experience life through this physical vessel. And with this kind of Saturn return experience, these last 18 months or so, I had for so long, for, you know, literally years, denied myself and not trusted myself and contorted myself into all of these different shapes in order to be loved and accepted or you know at least to be what I thought would get me love and acceptance whether or not it really truly did and this situation almost a year ago now really woke me up to the fact that I did not trust myself I was not listening to myself or to my intuition. I did not feel safe to be all of myself. I mean, yes, in some ways I did, but I was still so contorting myself and trying to convince myself that I needed to be certain things and pursue certain things that I thought were what I wanted, even though deep down (laughs) it was not what I really wanted after all. And I just didn't want to admit it to myself. And It was so difficult because I was finally realizing, like I said, not just with this situation about a year ago, but so many times throughout my entire life, how much pain I had caused myself by not feeling safe to be myself, for not knowing how to 
you know, stay strong in myself or not contorting myself in all of these different situations. And it was learning to turn the same level of love and forgiveness that I strive to give to others. And that I would say I, I generally do a pretty good job of giving to others to myself first and foremost, because for the longest time, I, I didn't even know that I wasn't loving myself that deeply or forgiving myself um, for causing anyone, you know, like I said, in the beginning of this 18 month journey, it was first forgiving myself for how I had treated others. But even more than that is forgiving myself for how I had treated myself. And, you know, as challenging as it was, the, the massive gift of it all is that I no longer need anyone or anything to make me feel safe because I am my safety. And that's not to say I don't love, <laughs> you know, people and places and, and all of the things that, that do make me feel safe and that I don't desire to have those relationships with people and places and spaces and all the things. But it's such a different experience to feel safe in my body in a way that I never have before. It's, it, you know, far up leveled the safety that I created in my healing journey. Um, I, I'm certain I will be digging into that aspect in, in later episodes of the show too. But, you know, I also feel safe in myself and as myself, like my personality in a way that I never have before. Wherever I go and whatever I do and whoever is around, I am safe because I am my safety. Like I hold me in a way that no one else can. And that is so incredibly freeing to say that and to really feel it be so true and so resonant in my entire being. I can finally say, you know, with absolute certainty that I unconditionally love and accept all of myself, even when I have fucked up in the past, even when I will fuck up in the future, because I absolutely will again. You know, I'm always the first to raise my hand and admit that I don't always show up perfectly, even though I try to, or maybe not perfectly. I, I try to show up in the best way that I can, right? But I have not always done that and I will not always do that. But I, I love myself and I forgive myself in spite of that. I'm finally able to show myself, you know, that same level of forgiveness and compassion that I, I strive to show others, like I said. And from this place of feeling fully whole and complete and absolutely safe in myself and as myself, like because I am so landed and open in my being, like the way I experience myself walking through places and spaces is so massively different, the openness that I feel. Like I'm re-entering all of the spaces and re-engaging with the people that I mentioned earlier on in the episode caused me so much friction in the beginning of this, this last you know year and a half. And in a way, I feel like I'm experiencing everything with new eyes, with a new being really, even though I am the same being, I just feel so different in a lot of ways. And I hope this is making sense because it's it's something that's so felt. I feel like it's a little bit hard to articulate, but I feel myself and experience myself and I experience all the people and places and spaces so differently than I ever have before. Like I'm so much more open and excited and curious about all of it, every aspect of my life, both, you know, people, places, things familiar and completely new. But I really truly do think that I had to shut down so completely. I really had to reboot my whole system so I could come fully back to myself in order to be able to experience life now in this more, you know, open and joyful and playful way that I'm now 
moving with. And, you know, even as I'm saying all this, I will also say that I don't think that I'm fully there yet as much as I say I fully landed in myself. Yes, that's true, but I haven't necessarily landed in my life yet. I, in a lot of ways, feel like I'm kind of floating above and kind of circling around where I'm meant to land yet. And that's not just a physical location, but <laughs> I don't exactly know how to articulate it. Just I'm, I'm kind of in this liminal space, this in-between space of I haven't fully dropped into this new version of my life yet. My, me, yes, but life, not exactly. And I don't exactly know what that's going to look like. I'm just kind of suspended for now. I, I still have, you know, six months or so of the Saturn return thing to go. So I'm sure I'll update you as it continues to unfold and as I land and kind of figure out what all that looks like. But I think as I kind of wrap this chat up, my big takeaways that I want to share with you, and I mean, there are way more than just these ones, and you can kind of extract your own from the story too. But I think what is really top of mind for me right now and what I would love for you to think about as we kind of exit this episode, the first big, big, big one is self-forgiveness. You know, where are you perhaps holding on to resentment or anger towards yourself, whether that's in relation to another or just against yourself? And can you let that go? What would it take for you to let that go and to really forgive yourself and meet yourself fully there? And how would that feel on the other side to let that go? I mean, for me, it feels like a big exhale, like so much tension has left my entire system. So even exploring what that would feel like for you. And, you know, the other big takeaway is this idea of safety. So forgiveness, I think, ties into this, the self-forgiveness, but it's how can you create more room to be fully yourself? Like what parts of yourself need to come back online or what parts of you do you still judge and shame and reject? And beyond self-forgiveness, what would it take for you to love those parts? You know, what would it look and feel like to fully accept yourself and to be all of you in all spaces always? You know, what would it feel like and, and how would that change how you experience life to be fully safe in yourself as yourself always? And you know, perhaps the lessons from your Saturn return were different or, you know, if you're not there yet, if you're not <laughs> in this portal or maybe if you're nearing your second Saturn return because we have more than one in this lifetime, um, you know, maybe your big lessons and your big takeaways are different. But I think that these two, you know, self-forgiveness and creating safety to be all of ourselves are two things that all of us could stand to take a little more time to consider and to really to revisit as we grow and change and evolve as we all do. Because just imagine the ripple effect of feeling that safe and secure in yourself, no matter where you go, you know, imagine how it would feel for others to experience you as yourself with full and complete love and compassion for yourself, the same as you hope to receive from those other people. When you carry yourself in that, you know, in that level of love and compassion and safety, it is so deeply felt by those around you. <laughs> like I've said a couple of times, it's like hard to language around this sort of thing because it's just something that's felt and it shows them and inspires them and it, it makes them feel safer to do the same for themselves. So, you know, anyway, <laughs> enough waxing poetic here. I told you I'm feeling really introspective lately, but 
I'll leave it at that for now um, and just say, you know, as I wrap up, I would love to hear what all this brought up for you. I would love to be in conversation with you about all of this. And, you know, I'm just inviting you as always to shoot me a DM over on Instagram and, and let's chat. I would love, love, love to connect with you on this. <sighs> yeah. And now <laughs> to lighten the mood a little bit as I officially, you know, round to the end of this episode, I would like to share this week's what the fuck am I doing? Recent one that came up for me is coming about from Coachella. After a two-year hiatus, I think this was one of the most magical Coachella experiences I've ever had, which might sound a little silly. It's just like a whole, it's a whole different world. It's so amazing. But my entire group had so much fun. And I came back and was talking with one of my friends who intended to go, but then didn't go last minute. And I was like, so should we just like send it back? And so for the whole like five days or so between Coachella, once I actually like caught up on sleep and could function slightly better than when I first got back and when we would have had to leave for the second weekend, we were like, should we go? I think I emailed and or messaged like 15 people off of Craigslist and Facebook to try to get tickets for us. We were on Airbnb and Verbo and all the things looking for a place to stay. We almost booked this Airstream that was like very decently priced. Um, it was a very touch and go sort of situation. <laughs> Long story short, we didn't end up going, which we actually kind of regret. But uh, yeah, what the fuck am I doing when I'm still fully exhausted from one weekend? already considering buying a ticket and doing it all again <laughs> the second weekend. We actually have a running joke in our group now that we have to go both weekends next year because it's just so, so good. And the weekends are different, different guests, different all the things. So anyway, enough about Coachella. My final parting snapshot for this episode is just how weird it feels to be 30. Like 30 is not that old. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> I used to feel like 30 was going to be so old growing up, but now I'm like, damn, I feel like it's weird because I feel like I have my shit together more so than ever, which is a good thing. I hope as you age, that <laughs> is the case. But, you know, as I'm feeling more and more like my shit is coming together and I'm figuring life out, I also feel like I'm growing younger and I'm having more fun and I'm more playful. Like when I think about the fact that I'm 30, I do not feel like I'm 30. Like I felt, I mean, it's true from a year standpoint, but I felt more correct being 29 than 30. I don't know, maybe not correct. It's just a weird situation so far. It's a weird experience. I still don't feel like it's fully, it's fully real, even though it fully is. So <laughs> if you're 30, if you're past 30, let me know if that was the same experience for you. If you're not 30, let me know how you feel about approaching the 30 vortex. It's a wild time. It's a wild time, but I'm also so freaking grateful and so excited for what the future holds and all of that nonsense. So anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, as always, you can share it with a friend, maybe over on Instagram, make sure you tag me if you share. I love to see it. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it so, so much. It helps me grow the show, get on more amazing guests. And as always, if you screenshot your review before you send it in, you can DM it to me and I'll share with you my super secret playlist that I made just for you as a thank you for supporting me and supporting the show. And yeah, just come hang out over on the gram. I'm excited to chat with you as always. 
I will see you back here next week for another episode. And just thank you so much for tuning in and for being on this wild ride with me. Love y'all so much. See you later. 